You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors beneath crystal chandeliers and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfall front wedding venue with all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way. The gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Deborah Hatswell and you're listening to VBR Investigations. Over the years, I've taken many reports of unexplained activity and multiple differing creatures from all across the globe. When I started looking for witnesses or similar cases to mine many decades ago, I, like others, thought creatures like Bigfoot and Dogman were only found in the USA and Canada. Now, I know that every continent on the earth has a witness or witnesses to a bipedal creature and all manner of strange beings. For example, we have the North American Bigfoot and the Skunk Ape, the Alaskan Hairy Man, the British Bigfoot, European Wild Man, the Australian Yowie, the Canadian Sasquatch, the Chinese Yeren, the Russian Almas, and that's just to name a few. In Japanese culture, these creatures are known as MNAs, and that loosely translates to mean an animal not known to science. The more common name for the Japanese Bigfoot is the Hibagon. Recently, I've been working on some TV projects, one of which is centred around worldwide Bigfoot reports, including Sasquatch and the Hibagon. Doing the research for the show took me back in time to when I'd searched worldwide for answers. Any answer that would solve the riddle as to what creature I saw in 1982. So today, I'd like to bring you some stories from Finland. Off we go to the land of my ancestors, newly discovered, of course. We leave a wet and windy UK and we head to Finland, the land of ice and trees and a number of reports that have taken place there over the years. If you've never visited Finland or Lapland, you can be forgiven for thinking of northern Savonia as a barren wasteland of tundra and snow, when in fact it's a beautiful land with a very mixed habitat. Granted, the winter months can be harsh by Western standards, but the other seasons also bring rewards. 71% of the land here is tree-covered. The language spoken is Savo Finnish, and the people have a rich belief in the fae and they revere any troll, who are not always hairy little folk. Some trolls are said to be giants and live amongst the trees of the forest. The peiko is a fearsome creature, similar to a giant, who can change size, turn invisible, 
and sleep in the form of a rocky landscape. The Otso, or Kings of the Forest legend, is my favourite. The Otso are bear spirits who are treated as highly intelligent and divine beings. If a bear was killed, a ceremony was held to leave its skull in a sacred clearing with sacrificial gifts. I was contacted by two ladies who were sisters and they were born and still live in Finland in the northern Savonia region. The sisters who we shall call MH and MJ have very kindly allowed me to share their unexplained experiences that happened when they were growing up in a small village surrounded by acres and acres of forest. Both sisters have a very different experience and very different experiences and I believe it's their connection to the land and the old ways that have given them a unique insight beyond the veil, so to speak. We start with MH, who explained that she has not only experienced strange things herself and when she's been with family members, but she also had a very strange event that happened to her friend that she wanted to share with you all. And then we'll hear from the sisters themselves. The Dogman. This encounter is my friend's. She told me this more than a decade ago. She laughed quickly and nervously when she was telling me this, clearly not really believing her own words and what she had seen. I've known her since we were teenagers and I know she wouldn't lie about anything like this. The encounter took place in East Finland near Kopio in broad daylight. My friend used to live with a mother in a house that was located next to a small grass field and a lake. At the lake shore, there was an outdoor sauna and it was summertime when this happened, 1996 or so. My friend was about eight or nine years old at the time. She was with her mother at the sauna and she was cleaning the sauna or washing rugs and carpets with her. I can't remember exactly which one it was. Her mother noticed that she'd forgotten a bucket indoors that they needed and she asked my friend to go and fetch it from the house. My friend went through the grass field, which was behind the house, and when she got to the corner of the house, she saw what she called a werewolf and it was just standing there in the front yard. The front yard was a big open space with only a few trees there, so she was able to see it clearly. It was a wolf but it was standing on its hind legs like a human. It was all grey in colour, with a human-looking body like a man's, just like you would imagine a werewolf to look. Understandably, due to her age and what she was confronted with, my friend got scared and slipped indoors, and from the entrance that was next to the corner of the house, she could see him, standing. Inside the house, she hunched down while looking for the bucket, scared that the werewolf might spot her through the window and there are plenty of windows in the house. She found the bucket almost immediately but she stayed indoors for about 10 minutes sitting on the floor under a window so she could not be spotted. She didn't want to go out because she was afraid that the werewolf would still be there but she knew she couldn't let her mother wait for too long. She peeked out from the windows and luckily she saw nothing. She looked around the door frame to scan the yard and when she saw no trace of the wolfman there, she ran off as fast as she could with the bucket to her mother. She didn't tell her mother what she'd seen because she didn't really understand what it was and she thought her mother wouldn't believe her. She was in her 20s when she told me this story. She only told it me once. 
and for that long, she didn't tell anyone else about it. She saw the werewolf for maybe 10 seconds, I think, and as she ran really fast indoors so as not to get caught by the beast. For what I know, I'm the only person who had ever heard about this encounter, until now, of course. Next, we hear from MH herself, as she explains her encounter with what she describes as a shadow creature. My encounter with the shadow creature happened in 2007 or 2008 in Yarvik, And back then I was studying art and one morning I felt really sick. I got up though, got ready for the bus. But on my way to the bus station to catch the bus, I turned around. I just felt too ill and too tired. And I decided it was best to rest today and go to school tomorrow rather than force myself to go there today. And in worst case scenario, catch a cold and be sick for a week. It was winter time, and after 7am when I got back home, I went straight back to bed. I laid on my stomach, closed my eyes, listening to the noises of some of the neighbours as they left for work. I could hear their steps and the door closing from the hallway. My bed was in an alcove, and at my feet there was a wall, and behind that wall was my front door. The rest of the house was just one room with a tiny nook, and as I laid on my stomach in the darkness... I could hear how my front door lock started to open. I wondered who it could be. Who would have a spare key to my home? At first, I thought possibly could be my landlord. And then I reasoned that I'd never seen him in the two years that I'd lived there. He would have no reason to enter my home at 7am. Then I thought it must be my mother. Perhaps she was going to Cupio, the big city, which is about 20 minutes drive away. I thought maybe she was going shopping and wanted to check if I was home and if I wanted to go with her. So I thought, yeah, it must be my mum. I turned on my back to see my mother and greet her. And I looked at the corner of the wall at the end of my bed, expecting my mother to appear. And instead of my mother, there was this really tall, black, humanoid figure that appeared behind the wall. It was slim and hunched over as it was so tall. It would have perhaps been able to stand straight in the two and a half metre high room with its head touching the ceiling. This shadow creature had really long limbs, out of proportion and far too long for the rest of its body. It wasn't hazy or misty, it was solid black and it was reflecting no light. It had no features, no face, no nose or ears or hair, no clothes either. It sneaked in very slowly looking wary, and it held its hands in front of it the same way dogs do when they sit and beg for a treat. At this point, my mind's still somehow thinking that it's got to be my mum. I try to say out loud that I'm awake and she can turn the lights on, but I can't speak. I try to put my mouth moved, but it wouldn't. I can't make... You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. I'd like you to get some training. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any sound, not even a hum. The creature then spotted me, and it turned its head slowly towards me. I was still trying to speak and laying on my back and this creature slowly crept closer and closer to me, still hunched over. It walked next to my bed and stopped just next to me and stretched its face towards mine. Except that it didn't have any face. It got a few centimetres closer to my face, maybe 20 centimetres max. And then I was able to hum a sound and that creature spooked and began to disappear. My eyes, which had closed, shot open. I am 100% certain that I did not fall asleep. I was aware of my surroundings and myself the whole time. I do have lucid dreams a lot. Whenever I have a nightmare, I know I'm asleep and I can wake myself up. I can even edit and adjust my dreams. This was not a lucid dream and I was not sleeping. I don't know how or why my eyes were closed or half closed. The funniest thing is that my mum didn't have a key to my apartment. Nobody had. Now, while she says, while the description of the creature sounds scary, and it did look like it was from a horror movie, I got the feeling that it was harmless and just mainly curious about its surroundings and me. I once pondered to a psychic I knew about this encounter. And she said it was most likely a non-human spirit who was drawn to my positive vibe. They appear as these shadow creatures, but they mean no harm and are very shy, running away if they realise they've been seen. Now the description MH gives of it entering the room like a dog is almost the same as an experience I shared on last week's podcast. A being that comes to the room at night, keeps itself close to the floor. A very similar stance that many people report of this being that visits their room at night. Now for MH and the lucky ones, it's a one-off or a positive event, something more in the range of curiosity. For me and others, it's a reoccurring nightmare. The stance on this thing, the way it slinks around you, keeping you in sight at all time. Imagine a man in a morph suit crouching by your bed. But that suit is made of swirling brown and black smoke, fog, energy. It's like a vast hole in almost human form. Next, we hear from MJ as she explains her experiences with the otherworldly for a number of decades. Hello, Deborah. I'm MJ. I'm a 35-year-old woman and I'm from Finland. 
I heard about you from my sister, a mate. She shared her experiences with you. It's so exciting that you collect these encounters with creatures. I've had many encounters and experiences in my life. I've added two pictures in this email. The first is the place in Poggiasavo where I lived when these things happened. The second photograph is a reference to the picture I saw of a UFO when I had my experience. The first experience I want to tell you about is with some shadow people. I was around 15 or 20 years old when I experienced the shadow being. I lived in a small village and our home was literally in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by thick forest. My first encounter with the shadow being happened here at home and it was not a typical shadow person. I remember seeing him for the first time sitting in a squatted position on the birch's branch at the same level as our home's second level. I had straight and clear contact with him from behind a second floor window. He wasn't many metres away from me and it was daytime. The sun was shining clearly but there were no other shadows in the area or in the tree. Not even leaves were between me and him. Contacts lasted only for a few seconds before he vanished. I wasn't afraid of him and nor was I shocked. It felt almost natural to see him. My second encounter with the same shadow being was after summer vacation from school. I think I was in eighth grade back then. I was sitting in a taxi as we drove on the road which went through a forest. I saw movement on my left behind the window at the edge of the forest near the road. The shadow person was running and he was down on all fours and he easily kept up with the taxi, always disappearing in the shadow of a tree or a bush, but always then becoming visible when coming into the sun. I watched him for a while before I smiled at him, silently thanking him in my mind for escorting me home. I'm sure he read my thoughts. He stopped and stayed in the shadows right after I said thanks. And since then, I haven't seen him again. However, I have had other experiences with shadow people. These two experiences happened at my sister's place in Helsinki many years ago when she was still living with a roommate. I was somewhere between 20 and 25 back then. My sister wasn't home because she was spending the night at her friend's. So I was allowed to sleep in her room on her bed. As I laid on my back, my eyes closed as I settled down to sleep for the night. And within seconds, my vision through my eyelids suddenly became much darker. I was slightly confused and surprised by this. So I quickly opened my eyes and there he was, the shadow person. He was right next to the bed on my right hand side and his face was right in front of my face. If he would have had a nose, I'm sure his nose would have been touching mine. I probably should have been scared about this encounter, but I wasn't. But he was. He got so scared when he noticed I was awake staring at him. He jumped backwards and ran, sliding out of the room through a closed door, which too was on my right side, right next to the bed. I felt really bad for him, but at the same time, I was just happy and thankful for him about this experience and I really slept well that night. Strangely, a few days later, while I was still visiting my sister and her roommate, I was sitting in the living room from where there was a straight connection and a view to the kitchen. 
at the edge of the kitchen's doorway near my sister's roommate's door stood the same shadow person who I saw in my sister's room. He was looking at me, feeling slightly worried. I was sure he was worried that he'd scare me, still feeling bad about the earlier encounter. However, I just smiled at him. It eased him clearly and he vanished. And since then, I haven't seen any more shadow people. This experience happened in northern Savonia and my old home when I was around about 15 to 17. I saw what I can only word a little white troll. It was a late autumn evening, night, and it was completely dark outside. I was the only one awake at home. I headed to the kitchen to get something small to eat before going to bed. It was not uncommon for me to be awake late since I've always been a night owl. As I turned the kitchen ceiling light on, I spotted something white sitting on the windowsill behind the window. And it was round and furry with a long thin tail that was white too. And at the edge of the tail was a white fur tassel. It also had little ears which almost looked like horns. After the light was turned on, this little troll, I call him that because since I don't know what else he could be and I don't know what to call him, whatever he was, he turned around, took a quick look at me with its small black eyes and jumped off from the windowsill and it was the first and last time I ever saw it. My next experience was with what I call the hooded man. It was a hot summer's day. I was at home. I would have been about 15, 20 years old then. I was standing in the kitchen preparing myself something to eat or drink. The front door and the hallway doors, as we call them, were open to let the breeze in so that our house would cool down. I had clear eye contact from the kitchen to the second hallway and slightly to my first one, but not to the front door. I suddenly saw something move from the corner of my left eye. So I turned my head and at the open doorway, the second hallway, stood a black human-like man-shaped figure. The shadow figure looked like it was wearing a hooded cloak. It said nothing. It didn't move, but it was staring at me. I could feel it. It then disappeared very quickly after I'd stared at it for a few seconds. Now, it couldn't be just some random person because, one, we had a dog. We was 24-7 free in our yard and no one would have gotten past him without him noticing and barking. Two, our floors are made of wood and they're really old. The planks would have made a loud sound if a human had walked on them. Three, we were all at home and outside except me. So some of us would have noticed if someone would have come to our small yard. Four, because it looked like it was wearing a cloak. It should have moved because there was a wind coming inside the house through the open doorways. But that cloak, like every other part of him, stayed perfectly still. And five, this person looked like a shadow person, not a normal human. I've never seen him again. It was an autumn night once again when my next experience happened. I was in my bed and lay on my back. The clock said it was half past midnight. And there was 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Quite a big and bright nightlight near my bed so that we could walk safely and use the stairs during the night if we needed to. The light shined well on the ceiling and I kept staring at it. And all of a sudden, through the ceiling, came the lower half of a set of ancient armour. It was grey in colour, it was made of metal and it was slightly shiny. And even though it shined, it also looked like it had been used and had gone through many battles. The armour then landed, not too fast, not too slow. It stopped right next to my bed without a sound. And instantly, when its toes touched the floor, it vanished. It was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. And I'm still wondering what it was about. On average, I would say that my experiences have been mostly curious or positive. But the next event that happened was very different. And I remember it clearly. As I said, this is my scariest encounter I've had so far. It was autumn and the night was dark outside. And once again, I was the last person who went to bed. It was around 2 or 3 a.m. And we all slept on the second floor. And it was one big space. Mum and Dad slept on the bigger side, while my brother and I slept on the smaller side. The wide chimney partly separated the areas since there was a fireplace on Mum and Dad's side. I was lying on my bed on my back when I suddenly got a feeling I should look to my left, to my parents' side. After which, I wish I hadn't done it. There, in the darkness, was this huge black caterpillar, maggot, and it was staring right at me. It had huge eyes and they stuck out as though they were slightly swollen outside of its head. The eyes were nasty and horrifying. And the outer areas of their eyes were bright yellow while the inner sides were bright red, a blood red, with very strong and deep black pupils. It also had some bright yellow lines or marks, small on its side, and it was standing right next to the fireplace, being as big, if not even slightly bigger, than the fireplace itself, which was quite big and quite wide. I have never felt so afraid as I did then. It had such a horrible and negative energy, I pulled a blanket up above my head and turning my back to the creature while curling into a ball under the blanket. I don't normally pray, but I prayed to Archangel Michael. I asked him to come and protect me, my family and our home. I asked him to shoo that thing away and never let it come back. Soon, after my prayer, I sensed that the negative energy had faded away. It was only after this I dared take a look. I peeked up over my blanket. And the maggot thing had gone. But still, I didn't want to get too happy. I didn't sleep well that night and constantly fearing it would come back. Luckily, it never did. When this next experience happened, it was late winter afternoon or an early evening. As I remember, it was dark and it was snowing. I was a small child back then and I don't remember where I was coming from. 
However, I remember climbing up the outside stairs on our high porch. We had a tall but small window right next to our front door. And in the first hallway, we usually kept our dogs. And it was too hot for them inside the house. Back then, we had a German shepherd. And I remember watching him since he was acting weird. He was keeping his head down while standing still. And his hair was all stood up on end. And he was kind of growling silently. It was weird. Since he's always been a super kind dog. I don't know why, but I turned my head to the right and there it was. A small, very typical shaped UFO that floated soundlessly in the night air. And the night was perfectly still. The craft had four or five small round windows and through them you could see the inside of the spaceship and it was lit by a dark bluish green light. Outside of the craft, under the circle, which went around the ship in the middle area, was a purple stripe and it had some yellow lights on it and they were round. The middle part was a bit wider than a regular UFO. It also had the same kind of half ball shape beneath it as it had on the top. I kept staring at the second window and I soon saw black, dark, grey alien figures, very typical looking as well. They were walking from left to right, stopping behind the second window. One turned to look at me and we had eye contact and there was no fear, no wonder, no panic, nothing bad between us. To me, it was very normal, almost like breathing. We stared at each other for a few seconds before this alien lifted his left hand, waving slowly at me and he had three long fingers. It made me incredibly happy. I knew him. It was like we'd always been friends. I lifted my right hand and waved back at him with a smile. I don't know who or what it was back then, but to me, his kindness was the main thing I remember and it made me very happy. But then this gets weird. I kind of don't know what happened next. I remember opening the front door and stepping into the first hallway. The dog being now much more relaxed. His head's up, hair down, there's no growling. But at the same time, I don't have any memory of how I got inside the house. I just remember standing in the front door, staring at him. This has been confusing for me my whole life so far. I have both memories, but at the same time, I don't have them. It's very hard and weird to explain, and it makes no sense at all. I feel kind of sad and bad that I haven't seen any shadow people since I was younger or any other creatures in years anymore. I think it's because I live in the city now instead of the countryside where I truly would love to live. I kind of think that shadow people, at least some of them, are either nature spirits or they're just beings in their own right. Or maybe there even are some kind of protectors of nature. One medium once said that shadow people are very curious about us me and my sister, because of our high and positive energy. But at the same time, they're afraid and very careful since they don't want to scare us. I think I've not been afraid of them because I'm connected to nature so strongly ever since my childhood. Spirits and other beings have always felt natural to me. I've always spoken to trees and flowers and literally everything in nature. As a child, I always imagine that I have healing powers in my hands. In our home, we never talked about any kind of spiritual things, etc. 
So this came to me naturally from my deeper consciousness. I always loved to think that I could hold an injured or dead bird in my hands and heal, revive it. I haven't done any of that for real. But some years ago, I realised that I can use Reiki energy with my hands. So my intuition as a child was correct about me having healing hands. But I sadly not had any opportunities to practice or hone this skill of mine to a better level. As I said earlier, I'm very aware when I dream. My dreams are lucid and real. I can edit and change them at will. I have no knowledge of learning this. It just happened naturally for me. In one dream, as a teen, I met a huge green troll. It had very long black hair. And there was a huge rock in the forest near our home. And I used to go there at times. In the dream, this troll stood up from behind the rock, coming in front of me with very heavy steps. And suddenly, he just made a loud and long ah! scream, which woke me up. And after that, I stopped going to that rock. I think it was his home, otherwise sacred to him in some way. I didn't want to disturb it and cause harm, which has never been my intention to begin with. But I fear that I'm losing my connection to nature and spirits living there because I'm forced to live in the city at the moment. Luckily, my sister MH had, at least back then, told me that Michael is the highest and strongest angel which protects us. Without that information, I don't know what I would have done with the maggot thing. I don't think MJ has lost her connection to nature or her ability to heal. There are times in our lives when our energy ebbs and flows, sometimes very active, and other times can be very quiet. For me, it was my 20s and my 30s when everything shut down. Life as a way of keeping us busy. But I know in time, when the time is right, you will connect straight back to nature. The universe has a way of knowing when that time comes. Some of us reach our wisdom as we become the hag. Now this name is frowned upon by many, and she's usually portrayed as a horrific being, soulless eyes with a devilish intention. When in reality, the hag means she who wears the crown. As women age and their children grow, we reconnect with early life and our earlier abilities. As we reach the age of our grandparents, we are wiser, more confident and aware that the road, although not smooth, is a true to oneself. And that brings with it a whole new level of self-awareness. MJ is probably using her healing abilities without even realising it. When we rest a hand on the brow of a child who's sick, or we comfort an animal, we do sort of heal it. And it's as natural as rubbing an area of your body that you've just hurt. I cannot thank the sisters enough for sharing their experiences with us. And for being pioneers, it's not easy being some of the earlier experience reporters in a country that other folk deem has no cryptids. I know every brick of that road, every crack, pothole and divot. You know that there are others out there and you've seen what you've seen and you know that other people have seen that too. You know that they've experienced something similar. It's just a mystery as to who they are and where they're from. That may be a fellow countryman or a person from another country is visiting Finland and they had an experience they couldn't explain. 
Now, there is a story featured in the blog, Phantoms and Monsters, and it's a case that I think the sisters would understand well. And it happened in Finland in 2018. And this chap said, um, his name is Boss, and he says, I had an encounter with something I can't explain. And the reason I'm writing this is because I saw some strange footprints yesterday where I encountered it two years ago. I live in Finland, just off the coast, and two years ago I was out hunting. And it was getting late and dark, so I decided to head back home. I had to walk two or three kilometres through the forest to get to my car. It got pitch black outside at this point, but I had an LED headlamp for a light as I walked. As I walked, I kept hearing unusual sounds around me. I knew something big was moving, but I couldn't make it out. It was 100% sure it was a moose, that's what I told myself. I've encountered lots of them in the forest, and they do make a lot of noise when they walk. I couldn't see anything, though, and it was getting closer to me. And all of a sudden, this awful smell hit me. It smelled like feces and something really rotten. My hair stand up on end. I raise my shotgun. My whole body instinctively tells me to run, but I just stand still and listen. And as the sound gets closer, I see what looks like a humanoid figure, and it's standing on two feet. It's really tall, had to be easily over two metres in height, and it's slender and muscular at the same time. And I kind of had a crouched position to it. It almost looked like a whale from the movies, but at the same time, not. It was quite far from me, so my light barely went out to it, but I could see it. Its eyes shine red from the reflection from my headlamp. It looked at me for about three seconds, made no sound, and it was breathing weirdly. I think it could smell the two ducks that I had in my backpack. It slowly walked away. Anyway, I saw some friends and some fellow hunters, and a couple of them have heard or seen strange things as well in the woods, but nothing like this. What our witness describes sound very much like the creature seen by the young girl in our very first story tonight. An upright, bipedal, wolf-like creature that has a human-shaped body, but is covered in hair. Now, they're usually described as a typical werewolf, pointed ears on top of the heads and a snout like a dog or a baboon. We also hear the description of the creature having no tail, it has hands and feet rather than paws, and it must be terrifying to see something like this as a child, or as you walk home through the dark woods after a successful hunting trip. Why were these creatures seen by the humans? When hiding would have been much better? Was it sheer luck, or bad luck, depending on your outlook, that our witnesses were noticed by the creature? Was it the fish the creature saw from the man? Or was it himself? And if so, why? Was it a predator following prey? Or a curious creature of the night? Are they soul guides and guardians of the forest? Or vicious hunters commanded by bloodlust? I don't think any of us knows the answer to those questions for certain. People are too quick to push their agenda, their theory or even their expert conclusion on you. I see all sides of the coins. I see bad experiences, nondescript experiences, and positive. Each experience is unique in its own way. Pigeonholing folk and forcing my opinion is not going to get me any answers. Listening with open ears and using my gut will keep me true. I don't have definitive answers, 
like you, I'm learning as I go. The possibilities are endless. And like all the evidence in front of me, I would like to see all of that before I choose my box. Investigating any genre is fluid and there are no right and wrongs, no black and white, regardless of what any man tells you. Try everything and anything in your pursuit for answers. That's the best advice that I could give you. Listen to it all and make your own decision. I have found it very hard to search out witnesses in the Nordic countries. I mean, first, you have the language difficulties, don't you? And where do you look? Where do you go to start? I find a strange anomaly in the fact that some people believe in nature spirits, the fae, but the idea of anything else being in the forest, to them, is ridiculous. Our witnesses tonight found nowhere in Northern Europe to report their experiences to. They had to reach out to investigators in other countries like me. I suppose that's the way it's always been. And thankfully, that gives me hope for the future. It was once thought ridiculous that Bigfoot was in America. And in some countries, they feel that Bigfoot is a myth, a mixture of coincidence and legend. In our last case, we hear from a man who described what he saw as hairy Neanderthals. A man in eastern Finland saw two hairy Neanderthal-looking humanoids in the woods close to his house in Rutavara. Resident Yizhaki Medeo told Michael Bachman of Cryptozoology News that he was chopping firewood next to his house when he came upon two beings on December the 21st, 2017. Yizhaki said, I live in a relatively secluded area with the nearest neighbour living kilometres away. The 48-year-old who holds a PhD in aerophysics obtained at the University of Finland said about his encounter. The weather was dry and cold that day. It was well below freezing temperatures and there was already a layer of snow on the ground. After firing up the stove in his sauna, the gentleman went inside for a while to have a snack. And he said he checked through the window to see if the smoke was still coming from the sauna's chimney. And he noticed two vaguely humanoid figures exiting the sauna area, leaving the door ajar and walking off into the woods. He said the two creatures were big human eyes. They were walking in a hunched position. After that, I lost sight of the figures in the woods. I checked the sauna and it had warmed already pretty well but the door had been left open by the creatures and that was letting the warmth out. I got an electric torch from the anteroom of the sauna and with its light, I saw that the unexpected visitors had left brownish coarse hair around. Mr Mido also added that he was able to observe a few footprints, but that the alleged creatures were barefoot and it was hard to examine the footprints on the snow in the incoming dark, but they were very human-like, only larger. Now, of course, Finland is not the only North European country to have upright, hairy hominid reports. There are cases in Sweden, France, Norway, Amtland, Hungary, Slovakia, many more. Far too many for me to mention tonight. And I will bring you these reports at a later date. So for now, I'd like to thank all of our witnesses for sharing their experiences with us. And if you have a report you'd like to make or an unexplained experience you would like us to investigate, just make a comment in the section below or email me directly at debbiehatswell.com. Thank you to all of you who have tuned in tonight. 
If you have enjoyed this episode, please like or share the podcast with friends. It helps the channel grow and in turn, it will enable us to reach more and more witnesses to the unexplained. If you're listening in tonight and you didn't know, there is actually a chat box that opens up next to the YouTube video so you can join us in the chat, ask questions if you like. All that is left for me to say is, I wish you all a wonderful evening and I will be back at the same time next week. Good night, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.